This is LifeLinks with a DL link. Good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon. Wow. The sun is shining and it is indeed a beautiful day and uh, I'm feeling very grateful. Grateful to be here in your company. My name is Nikki Seberini on 101.9 High FM. This, of course, is the DL Link Show and this is where we connect you through insights, information and illumination. And uh, we've really been giving you so many uplifting stories and they continue. Um, while we have a, yet again, um, Lee, our producers, put together another fabulous show. Um, Lisa Rally, who is um, a real expert in wellness and health and um, We've featured uh, Lisa before on the show. Um, she's going to be talking to us about the trends in 2019. So I suppose the first question that I need to be asking you is, how do you feel about the new year? Are you one of those who, as the year comes to an end, uh, you are looking back on the, the year that's passed and you're starting to write down goals and, um, uh, uh, you know, set yourself these targets for the year ahead? I'd love to hear from you, incidentally. Um, we always love to hear from you. So if you'd like to SMS us, um, the SMS line is 34519, 34519. You can SMS us on that number. Um, so, so do you set any goals? And if you do, um, um, you know, what are, what are they looking like um, now that we've hit the 24th of October? Are they kind of dwindling? Are they going strong? A lot of research says about February, a whole lot of those goals have just disappeared. And do we need to be putting ourselves under pressure? But research also says that there's something about this new, fresh approach. There's something about a fresh start that gets people going. So we thought we'd look at 2019 with the Lisa Rally, looking in terms of health and wellness. We're going to be looking at um, what what people are talking about um, and maybe what you should be looking at in this year coming up. So Lisa's going to be Chatting to us a little bit later about that. Then I have really such an inspirational person who's going to be joining us, Martin Brown, who is going to be sharing his story of what happened all the way back in 1998, an accident that took place and it changed his life forever. Um, and wow, has he overcome the adversity, um, you know, and, and the challenges that have come his way. Um, he has exceeded any expectation. He is a highly successful businessman, entrepreneur, but I'm not going to be telling you anymore because Martin's going to be in the studio shortly and he's going to be sharing that with us. And then, of course, you know, it is the season not to be merry. It is the season to be training for the Jerusalem Marathon. Israel is turning 71 years old um, and if you want to go and celebrate and get fit and healthy and support a good cause, well, then you've got to uh, join Team DL Link. That is for the Jerusalem Marathon. Dr. Ivan Shevitz is going to be joining us. He's run it. He's going to be telling us what his experience was like. You can get a 10% discount, by the way, if you run for the DL Link team. The registration closes on the 22nd of Feb, so you've got to get going with the registration and the training and because the marathon is happening on the 15th of March. If that was one of your goals, if you were just kind of thinking about it, this is the time to make the decision. So we're talking DL Link and the Jerusalem Marathon also um, just in a little while. But we're going to take a quick break. Uh, Martin's going to join us and so we're going to begin with inspirational stories. We'll be right back. This is Lifelinks with a DL Link. 
thank you so much for staying with us. Ten minutes past 12 o'clock. This is the DL Link Show where we connect you through insights, information and illumination. And, you know, I'm often following people, um, people who are inspirational, people who have had experiences and share their stories. And I've actually been following our next guest for a period of time. So I, I really am very excited to have him in the studio today. Um, Martin, welcome. Great Great to have you on the DL Link show. Thanks a lot, Mickey. Nice to be here. Well. Is that following or stalking? You know, it's w- what thoughts you're having. I don't know. In my world, it's following. But, you know, it could be. I mean, if we could go there. I mean, it I could don't be. Mind, really. I don't mind <laughs> What do all. you want it to be, Martin? <laughs> so, what an extraordinary life. Um, you have lived and you continue to live and we have so many inspiring people who join us every week we have incredible DL link warriors cancer warriors and um, we talk about overcoming adversity we talk about how life shifts um, and there's choice you know when you have a certain re- a reality a reality shifts and what do you do with that shifting reality and I think that your story is going to resonate with so many people just in the power of the mind to overcome what you were dealt. So let's go back, Martin, because you've achieved so much, and I, I really want to talk about what you're doing now, but just to put all of our listeners in the picture as to why I have been stalking you, <clears throat> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, let's go back to a certain day in 1998. On December 1997 at Walmart. Oh, I was in 97, yes? 97, I was 21 years ago. Sure. i getting older. Sure, yeah, don't. Did you have to say that? But oh, okay, sorry. carry on, carry on. Well, that day life changed. And basically there's three things in life as absolute factor. And that's death, taxes, and adversity. One day is going to come and punch you straight in the face. Mm-hmm. And it happened that day where I broke my neck at the Vol River and it left me paralyzed from the neck down. So basically I can just move my head. So, but Martin, before that, I mean, you, you had studied, um, engineering. You were such an active person, dancing and sports and doing incredibly well. You were very active. You, you participated 100% in, in your world. Yes, before my injury, I really lived life to the fullest. Right. I was a Springbok acrobat, professional ballroom and Latin dancer. I studied engineering, which then got a bit boring. And then I went on to study emergency medicine. Amazing. So you were paramedic at the time. Yes, I was an advanced life support paramedic, hmm. which is really a fun career. It is a fun career. Yep. Uh, I wonder about that. I think the adrenaline must be going all the time and the, the feeling. But, I mean, how do you relax after going out and being, you know, on, on high alert all the time? Well, the training I received then is something I still use today. Really? You need to learn how to distance yourself. From the now and the tomorrow. From the now and tomorrow. Expand on that. That sounds very interesting. Okay, let me use an example. Let's say you responded to a serious motor vehicle accident, multiple injuries. That is the now. Mm -hmm. That's how you treat it now. You're in that zone. Once everything is done, the road is clear, your patients are cared for, delivered at hospital, then you move into the tomorrow. You You can't live in the past continuously. That will eat you up alive. You can't keep thinking about the accident, what happened. You can't reminisce what if, what was. Okay, move on. Yeah, Mm. you have to move on. And so how have you applied that um, with your challenges, being this young man with his whole life ahead of him, very, very active, 
you dive into the, the vial, you break your neck, and you are now a paraplegic. As I said just now, as you actually said, we have choices. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't easy. Nikki, really, it wasn't easy. you lying on a jetty. you looking at the people around you that rescued you. And you realize you are actually removed from your body. You can't feel a thing. Really? Oh. My girlfriend was holding my ho- hand. I could see her holding my hand. You couldn't feel but it. But I couldn't feel it. Did you panic, Martin? Yes. I did panic a bit. But after panicking, I realized, look here, there's nobody around me that can save my life. I'm a qualified advanced life support paramedic. It's my job to save lives, not to be saved. Right. But I had to take control of that situation. Else I was going to die there that day. So my training kicked in. I put the accident behind me, and I went through the protocols, how to get myself out of there. And when the doctors told you that this was it, this was going to be your future, that your neck was broken and you were going to be in a wheelchair, you know, from paralyzed from the neck down, basically. That happened when in the trauma unit. It was quite a shock to hear because you got this, I call it the curve of change. Mm. And then the first one is denial sets in. So as the doctors looked at the x-rays, they walked out. And I caught the last doctor and asked him, what's the prognosis look like? And all he said was, you have a 1% chance of walking again. And he left the room. 1% chance. That's it. You have a and 1% he left chance. you with that? That's it. That's all he left me with. Wow. And you and felt? I felt like if I could stand up now, I'm probably going to slap you silly. But I'm, I'm going to do something better. I'm going to prove you wrong. I am going to stand up. It's just a dislocation. You don't know how to read x-rays. And, and the denial set in. I continuously. Yeah. And mm. I fought and I fought and I tried. But after a while, you need to accept, put it behind you, and move on. Mm. And the choice you keep you when we because I suppose at every junction there's there's the choice the choice the choice the choice were you having to kind of pre press the reset button all the time? Mm. Yes, I I have a strong belief that we all have choices. Um, this just the consequences and the outcome that differ. Yeah, you can choose left or right, yes or no, up or down. It's your choice, but you have to live with the consequences. And the first thing I did when I laid in hospital, I set a goal. My goal was I want to fly in a helicopter again, preferably in a conscious state of mind this time, but I want to fly in a helicopter. Oh, again, because they had flown you to the hospital. Yeah. Okay. okay. But I was high on some funny stuff, so right. I couldn't remember much. Okay. But that was my first goal. And two months while lying in ICU on my birthday, they organized for me to take a flip in a helicopter around Joburg. <laughs> And if I could do that lying in a hospital bed, just imagine what I could do if I can get out. Hmm. So my first choice was, let's set a small goal, achieve it, and then see what the next step is. I love that. Just before you came in, I was talking about goals. I was saying, you know, 2019 and the pressure and so many people by February, they have fallen by the wayside. And yet there's a lot to be said for fresh starts and there's a lot to be said for dreaming and looking forward to something. I mean, look what it did for you. So so the realization of, wow, two months later, I'm flying in a helicopter. Imagine what I can do. How do you keep the momentum going, Martin? Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, you, 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 you go through those moments, you're feeling good, 
But the next day, are you feeling as good? And what do you do with that? So basically you want to know what inspires me to get up every day. Yeah. The people I surround myself with, Hmm. which is another choice. You can either surround yourself with people that bring you down continuously or shoot down your dreams and goals, or you can surround the people that keep you positive. And my new career path is what keeps me positive. My customers, seeing the joy and the pleasure and the excitement they have when I deliver my products to them, that keeps me going every single day. The Hmm. wonderful crew that I work with, my loving mom that's sitting at home listening, Mm. hello ma, (laughs) they are the people that keeps me alive. So surrounding yourself. I was reading an article on that just this morning, Martin, which is very, very interesting. Talking about the power of your people, your, your tribe. Um, so, so they played a very big part and they continue to play a big part in motivating you and inspiring you. They absolutely do. Mm. My friends as well. When you can sit and just unpack and offload to them and they don't offer advice. You don't need advice. You just need somebody to unpack off. And then go somewhere. We're going to take a break, Martin. After after the break, um, something interesting about, because we talk about it with a lot of our cancer warriors when they're diagnosed, the awkwardness around the discussion, the, your family, your friends, not knowing what to say, who's trying to make the next one feel better, who's making who feeling better to uh, feel better. So uh, we're, we're going to look at that with these people that you're surrounding yourself with. We'll be right back. This is LifeLinks with a DL link. 101.9 High FM, this is the DL Link Show where we connect you through insights, information and illumination. Uh, Martin Brown, an inspirational business speaker, he's a TEDx speaker, he's an award-winning entrepreneur, founder and CEO of something that we're going to be telling you about in a moment. He's in the studio sharing his story, talking about choices in life, surrounding yourself with the people who inspire you and make you feel good um, and also just talking about having goals and setting these small little goals because we, we, we started off the show um, highlighting, you know, new year, new goals. And Martin, just before the, the break, uh, I asked you, if you're talking about surrounding yourself with people, is it like-minded people? Is it just supportive people? When something like this happens to you and you've got the people who were in your life before um, and and has everything changed or has nothing changed? In, in other words, the way they related to you, um, could they relate to you? Could you accept the friendship that was before the accident with the friendship that was after the accident? How, how did those relationships change? Well, the friends, if they changed. They did change a lot. Mm-hmm. The friends that were before seem to vanish pretty quickly. Hmm. And the new ones you meet seem to stay. But one thing I don't do, I don't associate with like-minded people. I want to challenge myself. You d- say that again. You don't associate with like-minded people. No. Okay. Cause so who pe- people who share your insights and your the way you see the world. Okay, carry on. So your yeah. challenge. I like to be challenged. I don't want somebody that continuously agrees with me. Mm-hmm. Then I'm not going to improve myself. Right. So what I tell them, they say, Yes, that's fine, that's perfect, that's not. I want a friend that tells me, you know what, you're actually talking rubbish, that it should be this and this way. And the same works in business. And you don't get defensive. No, no, no. You, you quite like it. For you, it's, um, it's, it's positive feedback. 
Yeah, plus I've got a very big wheelchair. I just drove over them. And <laughs> I disagree, so. And I only have two rules in life. I'm always right, so. I know that as well. But the same as in business. Uh, if you've got a business partner that continuously agrees with you, then you are not going to change. You're not going to grow. You need somebody that challenges you, disagrees with you, but yet in the end, you both see the same goal. It's quite interesting. It's quite an mm. interesting approach. So people who are going to challenge you. Yes. Mm. My mom challenges me quite a lot. Yes, I And can so understand. I do to her. <laughs> That's a good relationship. She keeps me on my toes. She keeps you on your toes. On my wheels. On your wheels, on your wheels. So let's talk about your wheels. Because you, obviously, with being a paraplegic, but you had this engineering degree, um, a logical person. Here you're faced with all of these challenges and your mind starts to work. Oh, I wish it was this or I wish I had that. How did that translate into what you're doing today? Well, my first challenge started when I got out of rehab. Mm-hmm. I needed a wheelchair. Medical aid was exhausted. So my dancing friends got money together and they got me a manual wheelchair. A manual wheelchair? A manual wheelchair. Okay. So, so here you, the, and you just have to be pushed around. That's I just, how it is. Okay. Yeah, I don't like the word pushed around. Though. Okay. But I was pushed Escort, around. Okay. <laughs> Literally pushed around. Uh-huh. So mom had to push me around and any, anywhere I had to go, I needed somebody to get me around. Right. And I started to realize if, I want to be independent. I need to create my own independence. Mm-hmm. This is almost like a teenager. When they're 13, they try to push their boundaries, create their own independence. Well, I was back into that part of my life again. Mm-hmm. After three years saving up money, we finally got the wheelchair of my dreams that I've been looking at for three years, planning and buying it. And when it arrived, it arrived without batteries and it was the wrong size. But I was so excited. Finally, there they are. My mobility, my wheels. I can now move around independently. I can now drive around in the shop and not doing window shopping with mom. But I got in the wheelchair. I drove around for three days. I was so happy. But because of the seating that was incorrect, I ended up in bed for six months mm. with a pressure sore. Really? Mm. So there I'm lying in bed. I'm looking at this beautiful wheelchair that's supposed to be my independence. But and it yes, put you in bed. It put me in bed. Mm. And that got me thinking, if this happened to me, how many other people in South Africa specifically are struggling with the same problem? And our idea was born. What if I can custom build wheelchairs for people with higher level injuries that more need more specific design? My engineering mind got going, my medical ingenuity got going, and I started to design a wheelchair with a stick in my mouth in front of a computer. It took me four years to complete the design, do the business plan, get everything perfect, and that's how the company started. She was, Martin. That's the concept. That is just unbelievable. So it's these customized, custom-made wheelchairs, and and you 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 meet the person, you find out what their needs are, what their injury is, because it's unique to them, and then you design it around them. And how do you do it sitting in a wheelchair as a paraplegic? I mean, you you talk about designing it with a stick in your mouth. How how do you do it? And what what's coming to my mind as I'm asking you this question is. A group of incredible people that you surround yourself with. Yes. My employees that work with me. Right. Even Albert that drove me has been with me for 14 years. Gee. And 
it's a way of leadership um, in our company. I believe in trust. You don't lead with the title. So the fact that you're a CEO doesn't make you a leader. The fact that you instill trust in your employees makes you a leader. I trust my guys and they trust me. And we work wonderfully together. So some days I'm not at the workshop for two, three months and they go along at their own pace and they do what they must do because I trust them. So everything is based on trust, which is so vitally important. Hmm. So, so I mean, achieving so much, doing so much, you go around, you speak to people, you inspire people, you do, you know, the, the, the wheelchairs and everything, this entrepreneur, this businessman. But how's Martin every day? So how are you and how do you deal with the setbacks, the difficulties of being a paraplegic, of having to rely on people, of all of those things and, and, and what's going on in your mind in order to turn things, shift things, reset things? Martin is not the same every single day and nobody is. Your life can be how positive, how good, how brilliant you are going to have your off days. And I do have my off days. Those days sometimes I'll spend in the garden, read a book, just to chill. Because mm. I know it's not a good day. I'm irritated. Mm. So let's not irritate other people. Mm. So you're aware of it. You're conscious. Yes. It happens to everybody. It's not the fact that I'm a quadriplegic that it happens to me. But right. everybody goes through those days. Absolutely. There's a French scientist, Pascal, that says man's miseries are due to the fact that he doesn't take quiet time alone by himself. Mm. And we don't do that. We're no. living in this rushed, changed, technology-driven Facebook, Instagram, Twitter world that's controlling us. So, so who's true. really the tool? Our, full, our phones or us? Mm. So, so true. I love that, the taking the time out. We feel like we have to be just going and going and going and going and doing and doing and doing and very little being. So I'm, I'm quite excited um, to introduce our next guest because we're looking at things in 2019 that, you know, the new buzzwords or the new things that people are doing. So when we have a very busy world and it is, as you say, the technology and who's ruling who, all of a sudden people start to talk about mindfulness and so how do we you talk about taking the time out how do we bring ourselves into this present moment so i love that martin we're going to continue with with your story but i am just going to bring lisa in i know that we do have her on the line lisa rally who's a lifestyle and wellness expert we always really enjoy having her on the show she always makes such a valuable contribution lisa welcome um and thanks Thank for joining you. us Oh, thanks so much for having me on your show. Happy, happy new year. Are you well? Yes, I am. I'm so well, thanks. Hit the ground running. <laughs> I only started work uh, last week, but it feels like I've been back for two months already. It's a bit crazy, but... Um, luckily, it's, um, I love what I do, so it feels good. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is crazy, and you are lucky that you love what you do. And, you know, just talking to Martin, who's in the studio, I'm sure you heard, um, he, you know, Martin saying that we all, you know, we all should be taking time out and sitting quietly for a while and just removing ourselves. And I'm sure a lot of people are listening right now and going, yes, it's such a good idea. But how many of us actually implement it? Right, Lisa, I mean, you got back to work a week ago and you're spinning, right? 
I am. I do take time out, though. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm quite good at it. Um, it's taken a lot of practice, though. I think people just aren't, um, aren't practicing it often enough for it to become a habit. Mm-hmm. And for me, it has become a coping mechanism to take that time out. So I do it every morning uh, via my rebounding classes or exercise. Um, or gratitude list, or I read out of a few sort of books that I find super inspiring, and I read sort of one short story a morning, which kind of sets the tone and intention for the day. So I, I must say, it's taken me years to get to this point, though. <laughs> um, I understand there's many listeners listening that don't know where to start or have never tried it before, but I can seriously vouch for some mindfulness in your day in your week and your life, you know? Mm. The, the, some mindfulness has been around for, you know, thousands of years. It's obviously it's, it's based on the Buddhist practice, although a lot of people are talking about it being, um, you know, not attached to any religion or philosophy, but certainly more and more people turning to mindfulness, Lisa. Um, do you, I mean, do you practice mindfulness? You talk about gratitude, you talk about exercising and reading. Do you, do you meditate at all? No, and I'm ashamed to say I don't because it's on my list of goals <laughs> for 2019 or changes or okay. new healthy habits that I'd like to adopt. Not really resolutions because I know that's quite a taboo uh, word. But for 2019, I had a few, very few personal goals. Like one was to learn to speak French with my hubby and another one was to learn the art of meditation because I have got so many people in my life that have have tried it and do it and practice it and they said it's completely transformed their lives. So mm. not that I need a life transformation, but I definitely think that is something I would love to learn for 10, 20 minutes a day. I mean, mm. it can't hurt, eh? <laughs> no, it's the best thing ever. I love it. I also, yeah. for, for years, you know, I dabbled in it. Um, and for years and years, I did just that. I wrote it as a, I mean, you'll, you'll see goals going back and it always says meditate, meditate, meditate. Yeah. And then in 2015, yeah. I started, um, yeah. mindfulness meditation and yeah. Single yeah. best thing that really that I've done. It's incredibly powerful. It's so a you wonderful know, with thing. Mindfulness, being fully present, right, and mm. not being able to let your mind wander, or even if it does wander, to be able to bring yourself back, right? Right. Um, so when I run, well, I used to run quite a lot, but well, not quite a lot, just daily for five, six k's. I used to find my my mind wandered so much, and I would come back with a to do list. In fact, I would. Normally run with my phone and then use the, the notes, the, the dictaphone notes on my phone to record so many thoughts. And I thought, this isn't healthy. I'm like trying to escape life just for half an hour and busyness <laughs> by going for a good run, but I come back with a whole nother to do list and my mind doesn't actually relax. So, um, I started rebounding years ago and I obviously do it quite often, but I find that that form of exercise is a form of meditation for me. Because I'm jumping on the rebounder, I'm listening to the music, I'm trying to keep in time, I'm concentrating on my breathing, on my core, I'm trying not to fall off, on the movement that I'm doing, giving the maximum effect. And I actually cannot think about one other thing than what I'm doing at the present moment. Mm. And I've never found another form of exercise, except for dance classes from, you know, that I've dabbled in from time to time, where I've been able to be fully present for that half an hour, an hour, where that was all I did for that time. So I must say, in a little way, my rebounding has become a, 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 a source of mindfulness because mm-hmm. I focus on breath and posture and breathing and being fully present. It's not enough, but it's a start. Well, it's it's very good for the brain, and a lot of people talk about. And I'm sure this is something that you focus on when you are working with people who are exercising. Is that when you visualize the body part that you're working on, um, the science is showing that you get better results, and that's mindfulness. Yes. It's taking you yes, to the place where you are, right? 
is critical. Mind-body connection is critical. One of my mentors told me that years and years ago, he has got the most incredible posture and physique. And uh, he said that half the battle one is being fully present in that moment. So when you're contracting that bicep or you're doing that squat, you're in it. You're making that mind-body connection. You're breathing, you're squeezing, you're holding, you're engaging. And he said that is where people get it wrong. They're so distracted with their tunes and their ears or chatting to their friends. They just do it for doing a steak. Mm. And they don't get the maximum benefits if they only have that, say, 20 to 30 minutes a day. Make it count. And by that, not just do it and sweat, but actually give it everything, your mind, body, and soul to that, that workout, you know, mm. and you will see the benefits and you'll see the results. Mm. So I totally agree with you on that point. I quite like that as a goal for for those who are listening who maybe want to work on, you know, exercise more, whatever. I, I quite like the, the, the idea of rather focus on when you are doing something, if you are running or if you are exercising, it's the mind-body connection, being completely present. Um, and mm. see if you get better results. I'd, I'd be fascinated yes. to see if people do it get better practice, results. Though, hey? <laughs> Say that again. It takes practice. Does it, Lisa? To fill the mind mm. and just shut it off for mm. a bit. Just mm. say, right now, this is what I'm doing and I'm enjoying this and I'm going to, you know, get the best out of it. It takes a lot to not think and let your mind wonder about stresses, to-do lists, um, things you've got to do when you get home. Don't forget this. You know, don't forget to put this in the shopping list. I mean, it's crazy how many mm. things you think about in half an hour. Yeah, the fr- the <laughs> frenetic mind that we we try and just lower the volume with the mindfulness. So maybe yes. people will yeah. look at mindfulness for 2019. It's working for for so many. What about yes. restorative exercise? What is that all about? Which exercise, Barry? Um, is it? I, I got a note on restorative. Is there such a thing as as uh, restorative exercise? Oh, restorative exercise. Oh, okay. So again, I'm going to keep about um, rebounding, but. Just generally, a lot of people do a very, so okay, as I've got older, let me go back a bit. So as I've got older, as I've become a mom, him and my fifties now, so I'm no longer a spring chicken. And um, however they say, this is the new but I, I don't know about that. I feel the aches and pains when I, uh, when I sit, sit still for too long. And so restorative exercise is exercise that restores instead of breaks down. So it's things like yoga and Pilates and your breathing exercises and walking and rebounding and swimming and, and those kinds of exercises as well as incorporating some weight training but not your hectic, explosive, dynamic, plyometric type weight training where you're actually tearing down muscle, you you inflamed afterwards, you sore, you you know, you stiff and you can't really exercise the next day because you're aching and um, even running too fast, too mm-hmm. long, and um, running too many days in a row without a break. Um, foam rolling is another form of restorative exercise, stretching. So focusing on exercise that heals rather than harms is definitely one of the, the terms that um, are becoming more popular, restorative mm-hmm. exercise. So looking at the exercise you're doing and saying, is, it, is this adding value to my health, my mind, my body, my joints, my bones, my muscles? Um, and how much am I doing? And Am I having um, adequate rest from it? Um, so, you know, instead of just going into something and doing it daily, because that's what a lot of people do. They say, okay, I'm going to start running, and then they run daily. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to start CrossFit, and then they do daily, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So they go into CrossFit having had no kind of um, coaching, one-on-one coaching, or any kind of foundation training. They just go for it, gung-ho, and wonder why after a few weeks they can't move, or they've got rhabdomyalgia, which is like a swelling of the body, which I actually had last year at one point, because I've tried a new form of exercise modality that was too much too soon. So just generally, people are like that all or nothing principle, which is incredibly common. 
Um, they're either giving it everything, every day, um, as hard as they can, or they they say are slobs, for a better use of a word. Yeah. You know, like, they're just not doing anything. So yeah. it's an all-or-nothing principle that I really try and educate people about having a balance. And my clients are coming to me, um, after a while, they understand my principles. Like, there is such a thing as, as having your cake and eating it, and being able to have the treats that you love and the non-negotiables, and being able to exercise without always being so sore, and being able to have off days and rest days and active rest days, we call them, where you don't rest on a couch, but you go for a light walk, or you do a nice swim, or you do some yoga, or some stretching, or foam rolling. Or... So it's just to have a better, a balanced approach when it comes to exercise, and not to all or nothing, because it can be quite damaging. And if you are somebody that suffers from high inflammation, which is becoming more and more common with people out there, they have high inflammation um, in their bodies. The worst thing that you can do for high inflammation is um, over-exercising or mm. doing too much too soon without mm. building up a solid foundation first. So I, I focus on that. And my choice of restorative exercise has been rebounding because it's not impact. So there's no impact on my joints, ligaments, tendons, nuts, bones, nothing. Um, it absorbs all the impact. But it does work the cardiovascular system. It does work the muscular system. So you're getting your toning and strength building and muscle building. And it helps with the lymphatic drainage, which is very, very important for getting the body alkaline and boosting um, the immune system, preventing autoimmune diseases, cancers, things like that, is to make sure we don't have stagnant, toxic, acidic lymph. And that our lymph and nodes are being opened all the time and our lymphatic system is clean. So um, that's why, I, for me, it's been the best form of exercise I've ever discovered. And it's something that people can do in the comfort of their own home, wearing their pajamas, even five minutes count. So hmm. if you're a beginner and you can't do an hour, it doesn't matter. It's a cumulative. So you can do five minutes in the morning and five minutes before you shower at night. A um, quick bounce. It's, it's got the same benefit. I love bounce. it. A and quick you, bounce. Whether you have a rebound at home or a big trampoline in your yard, or go to like a big trampoline park, it's all rebounding. Mm. So it depends what suits your budget. It depends what suits your lifestyle. If you've got kids. You know, it all depends. But I, I have found it to be my answer for being able to exercise daily because I need to exercise to reduce stress and to help me sleep. So I need it to be daily exercise. But now how do I do a daily hard exercise where I'm sweating, I'm finished, but without um, causing inflammation yeah. and without being too stiff mm, the next day. So I can repeat it all over again. Fantastic. And that's what rebounding has done for me. Fantastic, fantastic, Lisa. Listen, we're going to have a quick break. After the break, we're going to talk about what a lot of people have started their year with, and of course, that is decluttering. Um, I know okay. there's a new show on TV that everyone's obsessed with. Do I need it? Do I love it? No, I'll throw it away. So stay with us, Lisa. We'll be right back. This is Life Links with a DL Link. 2019, what are your goals? What are you going to be doing? Are you going to be looking at mindfulness? Are you going to look at uh, balancing exercise and, and finding exercise that helps restore the body as well, personal balance in life? Or maybe you're going to be looking at decluttering. I mean, every time you open your cupboard, are things falling on top of you because you just can't get rid of them in case you need them for a rainy day? Or maybe they just too, you know, attached to your emotions and memories. Well, Lisa, decluttering is what a lot of people seem to have started 2019 doing. Okay, so um, I just want to speak about <laughs> the fact that I am not an expert. So I look up to people like Marie Kondo, which I've got her own Netflix 
um, shown at the moment, which is maybe the one that's speaking about. Yeah. Yep. And she's very big on social media. So she's the expert, but it is a goal for me. And that's why I thought I'd bring it up. Because decluttering is becoming a new buzzword. Spring cleaning, your environment, your home, your office, your bedroom, uh, whether you want to follow the principles of Feng Shui or minimalism, or all of these new buzzwords, it is definitely... And becoming a very hot topic to say, do you need it? Do you want it? You know, if you're not using it, if you haven't used it for so, for so long, then get rid of it. Because somebody else has a use for it. It is decluttering your space, which makes you, which you don't even realize. It's sort of like unconsciously, subconsciously. And it's cluttering your mind. And it's causing brain fog. And it's giving you unnecessary anxiety. And it causes people that do have A-type personalities to like not sleep. <laughs> so it increases stress and cortisol and so all of that. Wow. So, Really, it's just, just to touch on it. It's something that's on my list for 2019. It's to look around me and say, do I use it? Do I need it? Obviously, all these, these terms of the declutterers use. Um, and to start one, one cover by one cover. Because I look at my home and as other people would come and say, oh, it looks neat and everything has a place. I know it frazzles me and I know it's, it's definitely causing anxiety, which can be prevented. And instead of trying to look at the house and say, let's do it over the weekend, or let's, because I have a child now, I have a toddler, it's impossible, impossible to take a weekend off. And mm-hmm. um, let's do one cover a day. Okay. You know, or a space a day, or the, my tip. side table, or my in-out tray, or the TV cabinet. And you just, you do it project by project, kind of week by week, month by month, and you take the whole year and say, you know what, what's the year in my life? It really is, it goes so fast, we're almost in February already. And you just take a space a day or a week and you just declutter and you tell us if you, if you need the money or you hand it away or give it away or you know, repurpose or whatever the case may be. But I do think that um, it needs to be on a lot of people's to-do list slash goals for 2019 to, to reduce one's anxiety. Hmm. All right, we'll put it out there. I love that it can be a whole year that you can dedicate twenty nine to it, and then you do a cupboard and a, a space yeah. and a. I love it, yeah. Lisa. Thank you, as always, a pleasure having you on the show, um, <laughs> and we look forward to having you on again and go onto your rebounder, and hopefully you're going to be inspiring lots of other people to do it. A healthy, <laughs> fit, um, really blessed twenty nineteen. Take care. Oh, thank you, and to you. Thanks, Lisa. Bye bye, Lisa Rally. Um, you know, as I said, you know, from years ago, having Lisa on the show, I, I've always changed habits. I love Lisa's habits. I love the way she breaks it down. So with the decluttering, and Martin, I saw you shaking your mm-hmm. head. The decluttering is quite, an, it's quite nice to say it's not just going to happen in a month, but 20, in 2019, I'm going to start off with this draw this week and maybe that draw. And then, no, no. I'm the typical ATAR personality you just spoke about. Yes. Yep. I have a national clean-up day at my factory. Do you? Every three months, the guys stop work for a day, and we pack out everything in the factory. We clean, we throw away what we don't use, and they pack everything back. It's a good thing. Yeah, you feel good, right? I've got this one problem. What? I leave a guy that goes and dumps everything, brings half the stuff back. Why? Because he just couldn't? He just can't. He finds a use for everything, so... I end up with my clutter back again. <laughs>
<laughs> but I think decluttering is quite nice. So let's go back to this mindfulness because you said that dealing with what you deal with, and we all deal with changes in moods, good days, bad days, taking time out to be with the self. I know that Albert Einstein used to take a, a boat, a rowing boat, into the middle of a lake, and he'd lie back, and he'd stare at the clouds, and he said that that's often when he was most inspired, that the opportunity to be with the self Sometimes to daydream, but the quiet, the introspection. Yes, you need to get that one period of time where your mind is not thinking on what's next, how can I do this. Um, Lisa sees you in jogging and while jogging, taking notes. Yeah. But as soon as you started rebounding, she had to focus on core muscles, timing, strength. So her mind was dedicated to one task. We need to find that one task which actually rests your mind and dedicates it to one specific thing. Hmm. Just be it reading or, as Einstein stared at the clouds. Mm. Mm. But you have to do it. Yeah, yeah, you have to do it. So, so Martin, how do you, you, you share your time between your speaking and your business and then time for you? Are you, you spoke about being an A-type personality. Are you very rigid about it or do you kind of go with the flow? I kind of go with the flow. There's certain things that I'm pretty rigid about, but I have to be. Mm. Else things wouldn't go as good as they do. Mm -hmm. I'm a kind of go-with-the-flow guy. Go. (laughs) Yeah, but, well, there's a lot of things to do, but between one and three in the morning, it's time to sleep. One and three? Uh, It's not that bad. (laughs) I'm actually not a morning person, so I usually only stop working about one o'clock. Really? Okay, well, each to his own. I'm very much asleep at one o'clock, but each to his own. Had you been listening to Lisa a few years ago, she would have told you to be sleeping by 12 o'clock. Uh-uh. Mm. Uh, there was research, Sorry, there was research behind it. Maybe our, our doctor who's going to be joining us in a few minutes will share. I don't know if he has any opinions on, on, um, sleeping, but he certainly is going to be sharing his, um, story of going along and doing the Jerusalem Marathon and his experience because you too can be running the Jerusalem Marathon. A dream can be coming true for you. So let's take a quick break. Um, we're going to be back in a, in a couple of minutes. This is LifeLinks with a DL Link. Welcome back to the DL Link show where we connect you through insights, information and illumination. I've got Dr. Ivan Shevitz in the studio, heart and lung surgeon, and also he took part in the Jerusalem Marathon. Dr. Shevitz, welcome. Great to have you on the show. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. And thank you for taking time out. Always a I'm pleasure. I'm glad you didn't fall asleep on the chair. We were talking <laughs> about sleeping. <laughs> and, and off air you said that everyone has their own rhythms and their own um, idea of, of the, you know, it's individual as to whether you need three, four, five hours sleep a night, eight, nine hours sleep a night. Everybody's different. And so it's difficult to say to one person how many hours you need, but the body needs sleep to recover. Sure. So we always need sleep and a big, big problem for students, certainly, um, newly qualified doctors, housemen, Often work in excess of 100 hours a week, or let's say they used to when I was a student. Crazy, crazy, crazy. And we were not really functional. My wife used to complain when I was studying. Uh, I was unbearable, to quote. I can imagine. And how do you focus when you're so tired? It's it's difficult. (laughs) (laughs) It's difficult, but uh, a lot is uh, repetition as well. 
Okay. Uh, and often while we work in, it's fine. End of an operation, overwhelming tiredness. Mm. Sometimes I fell asleep at the robots on my way home. Sure. Thank God you're here with us today. <laughs> so talk about overwhelming tiredness. Have you always been a jogger, a runner? Um, is this something you've done I've, in your spare yes, time? Yes, I've uh, run since uh, all my life, in fact, since uh, I was a student. Oh, wow. Um, seriously, uh, about 25 years, and it all started because I said to myself, it's time I started following the advice I give to my patients. I like so that. So that's when I decided to run seriously. I like that. So running marathons, that's what you did as well. Many, many marathons, many, mm. many comrades. Uh, sure. uh, it's been a, a part of my life and many really great friends that I've made over the years. Can I ask you how many comrades? Fifteen. Fifteen. Fifteen times you've done that to yourself. Very slowly. That is amazing, really. I have such mm. admiration mm. for you. Basically, long-distance running um, teaches you so many skills. Right. Time management, persistence, uh, making a plan. Certainly for, for ultra-marathons, you have to plan your race. Um, also, many wonderful friends that I've made over the years, uh, including being involved in various charities. The running club that I was involved with, involved with um, a charity for physically disabled. And we've seen so many. An example is Johnny Demos, who uh, now retired, blind runner, totally blind, uh, introduced to running, went from being a beggar to being employed by the late Gerald Fox, eventually over 20 comrades, uh, got married, met somebody working Incredible. at the factory, married children, became a normal person. Incredible. The, the message, of course, being that no, we all got various disabilities, but it's how you respond to the disability that makes you a person or not. Mm, love, love what you just said. Love that. So how did you get involved with the DL Link and the Jerusalem Marathon? Well, I run with a lot of Jewish friends, and so uh, I was I knew about the DL Link. And uh, I've got a son living in Israel, and I thought that was an ideal opportunity not only to run the Jerusalem Marathon, but to run with my son. He's also a runner. So we've done a number of um, Jerusalem Marathons together, and it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, Jerusalem Marathon being more than just a run, it's an emotional experience. So we ran it very slowly, um, stopping for pictures, and it was just it's, uh, it's been an, uh, an absolute a wonderful experience to be running the Jerusalem Marathon. And I'm sure, you know, to be doing it, is, are you doing it this year for the DL Link or not? Um, <laughs> just so that, just, uh, I, I, you know, Have I got to put you on the spot? No, I'll probably, probably. I always put people yes. on the spot, incidentally, and they land up really doing it. So yeah. I'm sure you are. Going uh, to be. I, I, I certainly will be in, in Israel. Uh, sometime this year okay. So probably um, I haven't registered yet Okay, you've got, listen till the, It's 22nd of February I'm just putting it out oh, there That's my birthday um, look there, you. you see, it's meant to be It's meant yeah, to be no, It's it's, uh, it's an emotional uh, visit every time And I've been now probably 25 times to, to Israel 
Okay, and for those people who are thinking about it, uh, maybe they haven't really run in the past, mm. but they want to be part of the DL Link team. They want to be be part of this Jerusalem mm. Marathon. What do you have to say to well, them? Well, it's time to register. The Jerusalem Marathon, one of the great uh, marathons that I've experienced, very, very safe, literally thousands of security people, um, a, a, a wonderful experience. And for those who have never been to, to Israel, it will be an experience that they never forget. Hmm. Thank you, Dr. Shevard. Thank you for Thank joining you. us. It's lovely, lovely having you on the show. Yes. So uh, just to remind you that the registration ends on the 22nd of February. If you join the Deal Link team, you're going to have a 10% off um, for for uh, yeah, off all the costs, I presume. Um, and you can sign up. Just go to the Deal Link website, www.dllink.co.za, or you can email info at DL Link. It's happening on the 15th of March. You really want to be a part of it. People are already in training. It's something extraordinary, really extraordinary to do in 2019. So go and register. Martin, thank you very much for joining us. It's been lovely having you on the show. Thanks. It's and uh, I hope you'll join us again. Definitely. Go well. And and we'll we'll find out about your your new wheelchair. I know where people are standing up. That sounds amazing. Absolutely, my theory on running is absolutely different, though. Oh, oh well, we'll talk about it next time. Mm, we we, we don't must. run out of time. Thank you very much, Martin, and thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you've been inspired by Martin's story. Um, I hope that Lisa's giving you a few ideas for 2019, and you heard Dr. Shevitz running in Jerusalem is what you should be doing. So for me. Seberini. Until next week, you do take care. Goodbye. This is Life Links with a DL Link.